This is the Memphis Real Estate Hour on KWAM. And now here's your host, Dean Harris. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Memphis Real Estate Hour. It's been a couple of weeks, so I'm uh, shaking off a little rust here. Uh, I am your host, Dean Harris. I'm with Crush Cool Realty over on Summer Avenue. So I appreciate you guys tuning in this morning at AM 990 Memphis, 107.9 The Voice FM, or uh, streaming the show online, kwam990.com. You can take us on the go. We're also on Facebook Live, so please join us uh, there, the Memphis Real Estate Hour on Facebook. Uh, So not only can you watch today's show live, uh, but I will post this on the page right after the show, and you can re-listen at your own pace. Uh, There are also about 50-plus shows um, that are posted on there for your viewing pleasure. You can you can go back and, and listen to those. They're all titled, uh, so you can pick up on some of the topics that we've talked about in 2018. Um, the Memphis Real Estate Hour, guys, will concentrate on investing in Memphis real estate. Uh, we'll focus on all those related topics. Uh, we'll discuss local and national investment trends as well and give you an inside look at what it takes to become an investor here in Memphis or what it takes to become a better investor here in Memphis. Um, I remind you every single show that, that I am an investor. If you have that old home that you need to sell quickly, or you know someone that has that old home you need to sell quickly, shoot me an email, dean at crestcore.com, and we'll make you a cash offer on that house today. I don't care what condition it is and where it's at, what it looks like, what it does or doesn't have in it. Uh, it really doesn't matter to us. Just email me, dean at crestcore.com, and I'll get you a cash offer on that home today. But today's show, we're going to have Wendy Greenlaw with Chandler Reports on. She's actually here with us now. Wendy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well. We've got uh, Dan Butler with Crestcores joining us as well. How are you? Good morning. We're rusty. Yes, a little (laughs) rusty. I'm I'm trying to shake it off here. Yeah. Uh, But Wendy comes on the show. I'm going to give you a little bit of background here. A Chandler Reports is, um, for lack of better terms, an extremely valuable tool uh, for not only investors, but property owners, uh, fact finders, seekers, um, anything that you're looking for from a transaction standpoint, uh, trends, anything like that, please go to channelreports.com. Uh, it's a very small membership fee, I think, but you can access all of the transactions in the city, not just your MLS, um, uh, not just things that real estate agents do, but arm's length transactions that happen right. that people don't know about. So channelreports.com, uh, please, please, uh, go on there, join a little quick membership and get all this information but today we get it free yes uh wendy let's talk about a little of 2018 i I know we're a couple weeks into 19 but um what do you think um uh from a 2018 standpoint we saw what were yeah i think some things that were concerning or great right i think the year ended pretty much how we expected it to end the Mm -hmm. number of units was pretty much unchanged and that's highly due to lack of inventory um Mm -hmm. so home sales were down half a percent by units sold. However, we reached a new high on the average sale price up to 173, which we thought we would set this year, another new record. Um, And then total sales revenue reached um, its highest since 2006, which is pretty big deal um, of $3.3 billion. So we exceeded the 2007 total revenue, which we we thought almost would be impossible, but 2006 was the best year ever recorded in Shelby County. I don't think we'll ever reach that again because of the lack of new home sales and that kind of stuff, lack of inventory. But um, I think the year ended pretty much how we thought it would last year. Don't you? Yeah, I do. And 
it's a fun fact there, but even even though I heard agents and investors and other people, man, we don't have any inventory. We don't have any inventory. We sold a record amount of volume. Is that is that what correct? Because those prices keep going up because of the demand. Yeah, yeah. it's phenomenal. So we're expecting this year. Um, I think the number of units might fall a little bit this year. And fourth quarter, they were up 5%, which kind of surprised me. But I'm not sure when the inventory really tanked here um, last year. But I'm expecting it either to stay the same or drop a little bit. And, you know, the prices, I think, are just going to stay where they are unless something drastic happens with the economy or something like that. And we have a fallout somewhere. I had this conversation last week about pricing. And we that I thought in the fourth quarter last year that we reached the, the, the peak of pricing. Mm-hmm. And then... I felt in November and December a slight decrease, almost like a settling right. of pricing. You think it's going to stay flat this year? I think it's either going to stay flat or just increase nominally. Like, I think we might see some slight increases in certain areas. That's good. Yeah. And you're right. In Q4, they were down the average sale price. So yeah. I thought I thought that I, I just I don't know why I just had a sense that it in the fourth quarter, it, it, it began to decrease just a tad. But to me, it's almost like a... A leveling out, a, a an adjustment correct, in the yeah, market, yeah, because um, people were going crazy with prices too. That they kind of yes. had to, yeah, yes. take them down, down a little bit. So housing inventory remains low, uh, according to the Board of Realtors. In mid December, there were just over four thousand properties for sale at the end of the year, which is about three and a half months supply for us. And don't, and don't forget that includes they include Fayette, Tipton counties in their figure. So that's still not a lot of of homes for sale in our market. Mm. It's three and a half. What's our average? Not average. What's a good, you said we have three and a half months worth of inventory. What should Over, we have? Six months? I mean, in the past we've had, yeah, six to eight months. So we're way down on that. Weight is historically low, yeah, on the inventory. Mm-hmm. So um, new homes, um, sales prices reached a new record high. Last year we kept tracking that. Last time you told me, last time you were in here, you said they reached a new record high. Yeah, th- this then- is a record high for the year. Okay. Not just for the quarter. So they were almost 370000 which was up 9% from last year. Um, and then new home starts were down 9%. So there were only um, 885 new home permits recorded for the year. Uh, you see anything changing there? Well, it's interesting because we still have a lot shortage here. But, you know, we're, we're looking at what's going on across the county. You know, the Germantown Country Club. Is someone going to buy that and develop that? Is the city going to buy that and reserve that for single-family homes, which would be huge for our area? Um, but we just don't know what's going to happen with that. But we really need people to start getting creative about opening up land and finding where we can build. How many acres is that? Do you know? I don't know if I wrote it down. I think it's like 20 or something. But that's some prime time real estate. I didn't write it down. It is prime real estate. But half of it's in a floodplain, correct? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So they could only develop half of it. Where is this? The Germantown Country Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you think that's what's going to really happen? No, I mean I don't know. The members are talking about trying to purchase it and re and yeah revamp it, revamp it. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see. That's for sure. But half, almost sixty percent, is in a floodplain, so you couldn't develop, but forty-five or fifty percent of it, because the rest of it's in a flood zone. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens. <laughs> I mean, I've, I grew, I went to high school out there, so I mean, right. I've been in and around that area. I've, that is prime. I mean, that is right in the middle or uh, center of Germantown. Mm-hmm. So I mean that if they did, if they did try to develop it, the uh, the cost and the the homes they put on there are probably unreal. Yeah. So do you, we're, do you track uh, number of lots available? Did, yeah. That, mm-hmm. what's um, I haven't got the figures in for the end mm-hmm. of this year, but last year it was like. 
drastically small. I think it was like less than a thousand. I mean, it was like crazy um, compared to where we used to be as far as lots. And I can get you those figures and email them to you. Um, but yeah, we have to pull that together for the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So the new homes that we are seeing, you know, the normal areas, Arlington, Collierville, um, Southeast Shelby County, Cordova, Bartlett's got some new development going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's that lack of where to build. And, you know, I think the builders don't want to pull too many new home permits either where they, you know, they have to kind of maintain um, the permits with the lots they have available. They don't want to overbuild again, and we don't want to get to that problem. I swear I still problem. think the banks are, are gun-shy from 08 and 09. I haven't seen that. I see a lot of lending. You think they are? I, I read every trustee every month that comes in on a report, and I see a lot of new construction lending. So why why are we having a shortage of lots then? Why, why won't some of these developers develop more lots and things if, if I the think banks are where, lending? Because where's the land? I think that's the problem. Like, where's the land? <sighs> And who's going to develop, you know? Is uh, the issue still out in Fayette County with the whole sewer issue? Is that still hung up? I think so, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's that's a big part of it. They can't build because the infrastructure it's, of the city can't. Right. The, the city's not doing it until it. somebody pays for it. Right. And who's going to pay for it? I think that's the... I brought that up. I was like, golly, man, if you could put 250 homes out in Fayette County now between 150 and 225 grand, they'd all sell in about 30 minutes. But... Where you can get your firemen, your police, your sewer. I mean, the I, infrastructure, there's so yeah. much, you know, that else that goes with that. The other piece that, I mean, I just wonder how build to rent's going to look this year. You know, build to rent was a big deal last yeah. year, right? I mean, I don't know if you got any numbers. In some areas. I don't yeah. have the figures on that, but yeah, yeah in some areas. But how's that going to look? Because it all started with lots being at $15,000. Right. You, I mean, you can't buy a lot for $15,000. No. I mean, Unless not not someplace you want to build. Not like unless it's like a blighted area that's the tax sale type. Right. You know, blighted. You know, where it tore down the house and it's, it's two thousand dollars. Yeah, but you're not gonna. It's not worth it to build in those areas because it doesn't support. I still go with build to rent in one single community is a. You're you're setting yourself up for disaster from an investor standpoint. In my opinion, I mean, yeah. maybe not. I could be wrong, but I mean, you, you build you build a whole subdivision with fifty houses in there, and every one of them is a tenant. I mean, you imagine what that's going to look like in five to seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. We've always talked about duplexes. All street of duplexes looks totally different than a duplex in the midst of a bunch of houses. It's it's a family, yeah. And this is my opinion, not yours. Right. I understand <laughs> that. I mean, I want to make sure you're clear on this, but I, I couldn't imagine getting into a, into a situation where, you know, I was, I was an investor 2000 miles away. Now it'll be great for a couple of years, you know, yeah. <clears throat> it'd be fantastic. But if you're going to, if you're a long-term hold, and you're, you're, you own a couple of houses on a street or in a subdivision where every house was built for a tenant. I mean, mm-hmm. you just imagine what in five to seven years what that would look like. Might be fine. Might be a catastrophe. That might be worth, you know, 75 cents of the dollar. But you didn't say that I did. I did so not say you that. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to protect Wendy today. So in line with <laughs> talking about pricing, um, on the high-end home sales, home sales in Shelby County valued over 300000 They were up 15% from last year. And then our million-dollar um, home sales um, were up 37%, a million and up, or up 37% from the prior year. Oh my goodness. Wow, yeah. Man, that's insane. Yeah, 40% of the home sales in 2018 were valued under 100000 How and much? Valued under 100. 40%? 40%. And that ties into over 40% of home Investors. sales were investor purchases. Yeah. So those kind of go so, hand in hand. So what is the other 60? What does that I mean? It's above 100, obviously. When, where does it tail off? Because we go to these conferences and hear like, the new home and then that kind of is always it's kind of moving towards that three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar, you know, range. But I don't know what that's. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> well, I can't. I, I just don't think have, it's, I, don't I have think have the listing. city's split. I think the city's split. You got investing, which is under you know hundred say hundred hundred twenty underneath that, and then it's going to go. I don't. There's a real gap, I think, between one twenty and two fifty. Right. But there's not much inventory that's that's happening. You know what I mean? Because they're building, and that's probably where the lack of inventory and the problems coming yes. in is in that that, in that, range. In that price range. range. Right. Yeah. The one twenty to two fifty range. Yeah. Just there's the builders can't build or don't want to build because there's not much margins. They're just they're going up two fifty plus, mm -hmm. so they can make their their margin on what they want to on the lot cost and the construction right. cost right. and all that stuff. So you're seeing a gap where affordability, I think, is going to really be a problem for like new home or new family type stuff, you know, like where you just got married and you're looking for a house. I think they're going to have a harder and harder time finding a house. Right. I mean, there are no more new construction subdivisions between 130 and 180. Right? No, not that. I, not, not that, that I'm aware of. So I started in real estate in 2001 or 2002 and I began uh, in new construction. I spent my first four years. I worked for vintage homes, Charles uh, Morgan, if any of you guys know him, but great guy. But we had six or seven neighborhoods total that we were building in, that he was building in, and all of them but one were 130 to 195,000. All of it. Mm -hmm. right. Buckingham Farms in Southeast Shelby County, uh, some stuff up in Arlington, uh, three or four in Cordova. They were all between 130 and they were selling just one after the other. And now that's why I'm so shocked when I hear you say that the average new construction sales price is 370 grand. It's like there were no new construction mass subdivisions right. that were it's in like the 330. They were all custom that or, were in those right. areas, four acres and whatever. Right. Now they're mass building $370,000 homes in these subdivisions. It just, it just seems unreal because there's such a demand for that 130 to 180 and 190 price range in the county. But they can't build them. They can't build, they can't build it. It's not profitable <laughs> right. anymore. Right. Yeah, it's not profitable anymore. Mm -hmm. If okay. it is, it's going to turn into a build to rent. They're going to make more right. money doing it that way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because I mean, the, the truth is, if you build a 150 or 160, you can get 1500 and 1600 in rent for it. Yeah. Now, I understand that. I just, yeah. All right. Good. What else you got, one? So, on the investor purchases, over 50% were by out of town buyers, which doesn't surprise anyone. Uh, average price for investor purchase last year was about 82000 and the average tax appraisal value of those properties was about 83000 So, that kind of tells you where we're at with pricing. And in my opinion, I think a lot of investors are starting to get creative. They're starting to look in other markets because this market's saturated and the prices are so. I believe that. I, I believe um, that. And I'm talking about local investors have to be creative and local investors have to look into other areas. You know, get a lot of calls about Chattanooga and other areas um, mm -hmm. because they're hard. it's hard to find a deal here. So, you know, I get calls like, where, you know, what can I use? What tools are available? What can I go after? Because the inventory is so low here. And then those people that are out of town investors are going to pay those higher prices because they want in our market. And that's the only way to get it. I bet you're seeing a surge of purchases in three at 106, 109. Some zip, zip codes like that that weren't there previously. I mean, yeah, 109 is at the top of the list for yeah. purchases. Is 106 um, I, in top? It's five, not. It's, no? uh, it might be in the top 10. Yeah. Right but now. it didn't used to have any. I mean, virtually a zero, and now it's starting right. to climb because but 109 was never on our radar. Right. It's it number two in top sales. Yeah. See, that? Yeah. I mean, like when five or six years ago, 109 was not on our radar. Right. It just wasn't from yeah. an investment standpoint, but now it is. You know, east of third. I wouldn't go west of third with with 109, but east of third 109. Yeah, um, it's funny we both say that. Just stay east of third, you'll be all right. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, you get you get. Uh, it's crazy how the city goes, but you get one, two blocks off the west of yeah. third. Forget about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I don't even when 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 people send me those, I don't even pass them out. I don't even send them to investors. I don't because it's 
And we've gone up, we did the zip code challenge thing where we talked about 38109, but there's no commerce over there. There's no growth. It's right. just the river. I mean, you're going to run into the river right. and that's it. Everybody comes back east, travel. I mean, you got to get on the interstate. Everything is that way. So anyway, I, 38109, just, it's funny to hear that because it wasn't on our radar mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 38109 tied with Raleigh, 38128 last year the for the top? total. Yeah, well, not the top. Frazier was the top, but they tied for second place. Um, and total number of invested purchases followed by University Area, which is 3111, and then Oak Haven Parkway Village, your zip code, 118. Yeah. I wonder if Frazier will ever run out of, I mean, like, at some point we'll flip the whole zip code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, what what's do you think left? the average price is there? 65 grand. Hold on. No, 55. 38. What? Mm-hmm. The average. So there's the still, average. so that's the, Not, that, you're original talking, purchase. you're talking higher prices. So there's still yeah. more. Cheap houses being bought to flip. Correct. So, so the so what that should tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, is that ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's more cheaper homes being built to get. I said 65 because I'm thinking Terry Curse flipped the whole zip code, but I'm. But you got to take 65 and 20 and combine those two it. sales right. and average it. That's where she's that, getting. Oh, yeah. I know. That's yeah. what I mean. So there's still more that are coming down yeah. on that on that bottom end. Now, if she said 45 or 50. I would think, uh, okay, there maybe they're running out. It's it's getting. Slim. If you look at some subdivisions, you'll see fifty six, and it will blow your mind. Because but. those are running out. They're running out of the cheaper homes that I, are in back. Condition. I just had this kind of a guy call me out of the blue from California. He's like, "Hey, I'm looking at this house, sixty five thousand in Frazier, rented for eight twenty two, which that's a section eight. Well, that's what I said, but he said it's not. I was like, ah, I better check that number one because who rents something for eight twenty two with a random number like that? Yeah, and it's over there by almost a fifty one, and I was like. Man, I, I don't know. West side? Yeah, just I don't know if I'd pay 65 So you look at the thing, it was 24000 <laughs> So the guy probably put 20 in it, and now he's trying to sell it for 65 And I was like, personally, I wouldn't be in it for any more than mid-50s at the most, is right. what I said. I, and that's, but they that's, have people that'll buy it at, oh, at the yeah. higher price. So if you don't get in on it, you lose. You lose, yeah. yeah. So east, it's a frenzy. Uh, again, yeah. in 38127, I, I have to be east of 51. Right. For the yeah. same reason in 30109. If you're west in that okay, then you just get closer to the river and there's nothing over there. Right. That is so interesting on 38127. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we do monitor hedge fund activity, and you know that. Mm. So after the first quarter of last year, all the hedge fund activity kind of slowed down. There were very few purchases um, made. Cerberus sold roughly $1 million of their Memphis portfolio in 2018, which isn't a lot for them. Obviously, they're the mm-hmm. top um property holder in Shelby County. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my guess there is that they're just, you know, evaluating their portfolio, selling off underperforming properties. But it'll be interesting to see what those hedge funds do going into this year. Raising um, capital during that time frame too. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Did so, anybody buy in the fourth quarter? It was minimal. Minimal, yeah. Like a handful. Where they used to buy, you know, twenty, Hundreds, thirty yeah. you know, a month. Yeah. So Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Who knows what this year's looking like? I mean, I know it'll be. That's why, I'm like, kind of curious to see if you guys have any ideas about what they're going to do this year. Well, there's, a, there's one or two new ones that we've talked to that are starting to buy. Okay, and they are buying across the board spectrum, kind of like Cerberus. Cerberus is that's why, I like, that article we talked about referenced yeah. earlier <laughs> is so interesting because they're the only one of the hedge funds. I don't know if that buys across C, C, B, and A property. You know what I mean? Like, right. They, they buy all ty- yeah. They buy all, all types. price range. They, all yeah. price range. They're mm-hmm. across the they're just going for volume. Right. And versus, you know, um uh I'm trying to think of an example. Um American Home for Rent. They're gonna be twelve hundred dollar rentals or a thousand dollar plus rentals. In specific neighborhoods. Very specific, areas, three yeah. two, two car garage. Mm-hmm. And so 
of course, they're not going to have as many evictions and that kind of stuff. So Cerberus is setting themselves up to be a spotlight with that. Because We've gotten a few more clients that have been buying that lower stuff. Really? Hedge funds wise. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, like lower stuff, 25 yeah. to 35 grand. Wow. Yeah, I know it. Do you want to go over like the top investor, buyer, sellers? It's the well, same. Yeah. Let's it's do the that. Same top people. Okay. So um, buyers last year, Mid-South Home Buyers, um, they purchased the most. It was about 400 properties averaging uh, about $22,000. Mm-hmm. Then you have REI Nation and then Memphis Investment Properties. Um, so the top three buyers, Mid-South Home Buyers at 400, and then the third was 133 properties. So that's kind of a big huge gap, who, you know, huge gap there. And then sellers, um, the top sellers, REI Nation with over 400 properties, just over 400, followed by Mid-South Home Buyers, and then third place um, was Memphis Investment. So you have the same top three that we've consistently seen. For the last how long? A couple of years, probably. A few years, yeah. Probably five years now. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just, and the, um, the sales price for Mid-South Home Buyers on average is about um, 70000 The sales price for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what their, their average sale on a property. And then, but their buy, you said, was what, twenty two? Yeah. We were just talking about that in Fraser in that area, yep. what's going mm-hmm. on down there. So I just thought I'd mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, foreclosure activity remains at historic lows. So they were down 21% from last year. And I, I remember going back last year looking at figures, but I think it's an over 20-year low. And it might be the lowest ever recorded. Um, so they're almost non-existent. It was only um, 1,300 recorded for the entire year. Why do you, I mean, I know we try to stay away from opinions with you, but why, (laughs) why do you think that is, is it, do you really think there's just not that many people defaulting on loans or do you think that? I think the default rates probably came up a little bit, but I think that there's just not enough bad loans out there. Um, And we, we've got a great economy. We've got great jobs. We don't, you know, a lot of people save their homes through bankruptcy filings. I just don't. I don't think the loans are out there to foreclose on. This is something that I think is going to change in 19. You do. Mm-hmm. I'm, because here's what I've, I've heard a couple of mortgage lenders tell me, hey, the credit score um, minimums are dropping. Now, not nosediving, but they're dropping. So I had, I'll give you an example. So right after the, this is, this is 2019. So keep up with years. <laughs> but 2019, so in 12-13-13, 14, 15, when we were coming out of that, it was a 640 period. Mm-hmm. If you had a 639, forget about it. There's no one on the planet that'll loan to you. 640 was it. Well, I, I heard last year about this time that a 620 will get you a loan. And then in about the summertime, about six months ago, I heard a 600, yeah. you can get a score. So this is just, to me... They're opening it up. They're opening to, it back up, right. which is going to open it back up for, for questionable borrowers. Um, and I think we're going to see some more. You'll see a, a, a bump up maybe in the next A bump up. And maybe it won't be 19 that, I re- 20, that we really see it. And maybe it'll be 20 and 21 that we start to see this come up. But I do think in 19, we're going to see more foreclosures. And the other side of it is is um, consumer credit is the highest it's been in years, I think. So mm-hmm. people are, and I know I get offers all the time now when, it, you know, offers died off for there for a while where you sure. weren't getting any. And now I'm getting them all the time for another credit card. And I think that that may have an effect because people are going to. They're going to buy it. They're going to use max it. Max out credit cards and maybe mm-hmm. default on their loan and you know yeah. if we do have a little slip in the economy or we lose jobs then that will you know and to give you a gauge effect. of where people were buying at when i was selling those new construction homes in 2000 and you know four five six where it began to creep down you could do stated income 100 percent financing right. at a 540 credit score 
So if you ever wondered how we got into that, that's Thanks, how we got Dean. into it. Yeah, Thanks. that's right. Yeah. I mean, how did you sell that year? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> what was your commission? A yeah. lot. I mean, but you know, it's funny. Like, I've, I've never had anybody really approach me like in a serious way like that. But I do know mortgage lenders that were approached and they were like, why, you know, how could this, it was countrywide was a, at the time was right. a big one. How can you loan to these people or in Wells Fargo? How can you loan? Because they well, because they loan because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac backed all those loans. So, I mean, right. it, it's a chain reaction. But all right. Okay, what else you got? So on the foreclosure side, Westwood 38109 has the high, most homes in foreclosure inventory. Um, they got about 140 properties valued at just over $5 million. Mm-hmm. And then Fannie Mae is the largest holder of foreclosure properties with 121 properties, which isn't that much, valued at 11, followed by U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo. And if you remember a few years ago, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank had a moratorium where they could not foreclose on any properties. So that lifted, I think, two years ago. So we're seeing more and more come in from them where they had a standoff. So even, you know, we're at lowest numbers ever. These people are trying to catch up from, you know, they've had people that defaulted years That's ago. That's kind of why I asked you that. Those. Like, do you think that there's something else outside of... Um, a default loan or defaulted loan, is it there's something where U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo couldn't? So it sounds like there was. There was a couple years ago, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Even with that pickup, you would think that they would have seen a little increase, but no, it was drastically Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Um, Memphis rent statistics, according to Department List, you guys know more about this than I do. Rents were up um, 2018, about 1% for the year. Um, It's 700 per month for a one-bedroom and about 830 for a two-bedroom. So we lag the state average of 1.3%, but we're in line with the national average, which had an increase of rents about 1% across the board. Other areas obviously had huge rent increases. And then I think towards the end of last year, started to see a decrease where we're kind of flat in our, our rental rates, which you've told me yeah. before. Dan, so you've been in this the longest. What and, and you've always told me, you know, when I've asked and I've had investors ask, mm-hmm. you know, what, how, how much does the rent go up and down and fluctuate? And, and I think I've heard you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there isn't anything drastic. No, never. Since 2000, when you started buying. 2001. Yeah, man, that. You know, I've seen Midtown creep up steadily. Certain areas. Certain areas. Right. Or East Memphis, right. you know, where we rented a house near White Station Elementary for 800 now. I just looked, I literally looked this morning, it's over 1,000. Right. For a little three-bedroom, one-bath, you know, like, and I was like, man, I missed the boat. I got to mm. change tenants. It's at <laughs> Richland Schools over there. But most, have, you know, Frazier, uh, Raleigh, Westwood, all those are flat within 25, yeah. 50 bucks. For the last 18 for years. The, yeah, last yeah, exactly. Which is kind of good. It's stable, right? I that's mean, great. If yeah. you're an investor, that's right. Oh, if you're an investor, they always you worry want. about what's right. what the next downturn. They always that's I get that all the time. What's going to happen the next downturn? I'm like, man, we went through the worst one that we'll probably ever see in our lifetime back in 08 through 12. Right. And our rents went down some areas 25 bucks and some areas zero. Wow. You know, so see, that's strong for investors to hear. Only, I mean, that's very yeah. important in my my opinion for an investor to hear for when they're a true buy and hold. The only, term. the only caveat that I saw to that was somewhere like Cordova. You know, if you remember back then where, you know, these hedge funds that we just talked about earlier were buying, mm-hmm. you know, blocks at a time. And so they were all feasting, you know, like you'd have 20 houses available for rent at one time versus the trickle effect that you're used to where right. normal market, you know, people at courthouse steps or MLS were buying two or three. These guys would buy 20 and then you got all these for rent. So then they're just competing for the same renter. So they were just trying to drop their price to to slip get in people in their home yeah. right but then i think that's subsided as well now that things have stabilized right so that's the only time i've seen it drop in certain pockets like that i think it's important for investors to hear that I yeah mean, i think absolutely it's huge to yeah. know that the rent's not just going to plummet one day yeah uh mortgage interest rates um so i would love to ask your opinion on that i mean it went up a little bit and people I were concerned that we're gonna again. you do mm-hmm. okay because we're back down to under five right yeah but i still think this year will go up a point 
So with the low inventory, the raising prices, and the rising interest rates, we're knocking people out of the market, essentially. Those homebuyers you were talking about yep. that are getting married mm-hmm. and trying to find a home. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I that, do think we'll see an increase. That will that. probably affect the market this year. Um, and the new developments across Shelby County, we talked a little bit about the Germantown Country Club, waiting to see what happens with that. Uh, the Racket Club East Memphis closing and the development that's going in there. They're looking at a hotel and high-end apartments. Um, so we, we've got some shifts out east potentially occurring. Um and then you've got um, the $950 million Union Road development downtown. A lot of stuff going on downtown, mixed use, apartments, retail, office space. Um, and then you've got one Beal. It's another mixed use, seven-story luxury apartments, the Wonderbed plant um, down the medical district, uh, the museum lofts going in. And then a lot going on in Midtown as well. You've got about four or five apartment complexes coming in. So it's going to be interesting to see how these downtown, Midtown, East kind of multifamily mixed um use properties affect property values, how they affect the rental markets, how they affect sales, et cetera, in I, those areas. What I can't figure out with all that, I mean, how many units do you think just off the cuff, hundreds yeah. of additional, right? right? But if you always look at, I, I went to the, like the Memphis economy, I think you gave me that website a while back, Memphis economy or something.com. And like, we are constantly 1% loss of people. Of people. Well, I think in, they're in, looking at, if you're looking at what's going on with St. Jude mm-hmm. and then, you know, service master relocation and, you know, it'll be interesting, you know, FedEx is bringing anything new and stuff. But like that, um, the whole downtown development area, especially in the medical district with St. Jude expanding and bringing, I think that's going to bring in new people. So bringing in new people there and then losing in other places throughout the city. Is that? I don't know. Because we haven't seen growth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's popular. Have we? I don't think. I don't think so either. You know what I mean? It's from Not number major people. Growth. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've always gone, you know, North Mississippi, Fayette, you know, that's where the growth is, is Collierville, but city of Memphis has not had growth in years. Mm-hmm. So anyway. I'm very, very curious to see what happens with a lot of those developments. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause all we hear is the midtown, this, and then downtown. There's more cranes downtown than I've seen maybe in my lifetime. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. so that that's a positive thing for the city. So there's more, more cranes. And I've, I mean, you know, we drive to Nashville and you see 12, you know, yeah, right when you drive in, it's crazy. Up, you just see that place just yeah. literally, uh, you know, transforming in front of your eyes. But, and then you didn't see anything in Memphis, but now, I mean, I, I've, I see more cranes downtown, which is good. And then we hear, you know, reports of this. I know, you know, Cliff McLemore is doing a big uh, Midtown project. I know him and that, you know, some other wholesalers I know that are actually getting involved with some of that too. So I'll be curious to see what, what pans out, especially in Midtown. They're the Cooper Young. I mean, all that area right there. There's over people, to Park. Over to Park. There. I mean, there's people there. that yeah. have always wanted to be there, you know, if they can, if they can afford it, if it's something nice and safe. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. And they're getting backing from the lenders to do it. So I'm sure they had to do some research and kind of say, you know, this is the growth in this area. This is the potential and this is what's going on. So. Yeah. Yeah, those people are just popping up houses, but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's research and there's, there's things that are showing growth and development in that area outside of even those right. six or seven little projects. And that's why those people are pouring that money into there. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, Crosstown's a good, to me, that's a good example. I mean, we went there over the holidays and had dinner and I mean, it's thriving. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, like a little city. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'll be interesting in those restaurants and those little shops. Do they sustain? I mean, we've already had a few clothes and new ones come open. So yeah, I mean, farm burgers always packed. I mean, the, the, you know, the places we visit, but if that, if that sustains, I would think like the Wonder Bread and the One B, all that stuff yeah. will follow suit. I mean, cause they're, 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 you're matching a lifestyle that people are, right. especially millennials and whatever the next generation's called on, yeah. you know, you get so somewhere you don't de- have to leave. What do you yeah. think of the development over there? The fairgrounds? 
Is that, that's getting ready to start. I mean, do you think that'll affect that area over there? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it, it has will. to. It has to. Yeah. The It'll be North, interesting to see that too. The yeah. Parkway area and all those yeah. houses that are, um, pushing up on Orange Mound right. and pushing up on those areas. I'm just curious to see how all that develops over there. They just broke ground on that, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see. What else you got? You good? That's Is all that I got. It? Hey, Sorry. I, I'm really. I have more. <laughs> <laughs> I really. Uh, I say this every time, but the information you bring in here is so valuable to us. I think it's so valuable to our investors. So I know this wasn't your best morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- yeah. I thank you for joining you us. Well. Yeah, yeah. So you, thank you. You did very good. I appreciate you coming in, guys. Uh, Wendy Greenlaw with Chandler Reports. Go to ChandlerReports.com uh, to check out all of her information. It's a small membership fee, but very, very uh, well worth your time and money. So. Uh, ChandlerReports.com. Thanks again. Thank you. Uh, so that good information from Wendy Dan. I mean, I, would, you know, I don't think we we had there weren't any shockers on there really. No. Um, a lot of that is predicted. What do you see in nineteen? You know, you know, bouncing off of her. Well, it's funny. Just I did a lot of research over the holidays about you know what the market's going to look like and what to expect in nineteen, and you know, a lot of things she hit on is just dead on what the whole nation is really seeing, yeah. you know, with, uh, you know, we didn't really talk about it. interest rates are going to continue to rise, you know, albeit slowly, but every time they meet, you know, the fed meets, they're probably gonna raise it just a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, they're expecting it to be what? 6% by the end of the year. Yeah. So that's what I meant when she was telling me we, we dip, we always dip at the beginning of the year, no matter what it is. Yeah. But I do think, yeah, we'll get that full point rise. You know, I think, uh, the national economists are predicting 2% decrease in home prices mm-hmm. so kind of matches what she's saying like what wendy said like flat so some areas are going to see probably some decrease and some are going to see a little bit of, maybe we've a little discussed bit that in our own meetings is that yeah. you know I, I saw the the prices continue to go up and i felt like at the fourth quarter last year that we weren't seeing a rise anymore Mm-mm. you know I, I do think it's flatlined out so to well, me on the investment side they're only gonna pay so much that's what i mean yeah and then homeowner side you know you know, people only make so much yep. and you combine that with the interest rate and then a 30 year note, if that's what, you know, most people would look at when they're buying a home. Yeah. They're, they're only going to say, well, I'm only, my budget is only X, yeah. you know, so they're only going to pay so much. So it's got to stop. I know? do think our inventory is going to hold from an investor standpoint. I know the retail residential inventory is low, but I mean, we've got, got 88 listings now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, I, I would, and those are, those aren't, you know, I would say 25 of those we've been sitting on for a little while, but 60 of these, stuff. yeah, lower end stuff that we, that usually takes a little longer to sell, but you know, 60 or 65 of these are, are new listings that we've gotten in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things are, you know, turning over and moving. I mean, this is not 88 listings that have been sitting there for six months. Right. I mean, you're turning stuff. They're turning them over. So, I mean, I, I do feel like the inventory from an investment standpoint is going to stay strong. I mean, how many think you'll sell this month in January? We've got 32 under contract. We've closed 11, so that's 21 left. I, I imagine we'll have... We'll have 20s Yeah, 25. Yeah. And then we've got uh, 19 on the books already for February. So wow. we don't... Like, like so that's what I was telling Wendy. And, you know, even in our meetings, you know, our you know, sales meetings or whatever mm-hmm. we call it, um, you know, we, I, was, I kept saying, man, I think we're hitting a, a, you know, a, a wall here a little bit. But yeah, then December was slow. December was slower than it normally is. But then, man, I'm telling you, we came back to work at the beginning of January and the floodgates opened. Well, I think you're going to see, I mean, part of what I saw in December is just, I mean, um, sellers want their, their number. Yeah. They're not willing to come down because they know they'll find the next buyer. Mm-hmm. But then buyers are being more picky. 
yeah you know what they expect and, and what they want what they want and you know that's that's you know and then i think you've seen more and more people get educated or wiser yeah you know like the lower end stuff that's probably why like our base that 20 you talked about that's probably the lower end stuff it, it just, is it's just harder to move and all below people 30 are, people are you know it takes special you know individual that wants to dive in and take that chance and most people that are turning you know, not turkey a passive out-of-state people are not wanting to take that chance you know no. they've they've listened and watched enough bigger pockets and you know um saw their friends go through some issues so they, they know not to and i tell and i say this on the phone to investors so i might, might as well say it here if you're an out-of-state investor you know coming into this this city buying something anything below 50 is is to me a more of a risk i I, make sure I phrase this right. Yeah. Fifty to sixty is safe. Above sixty, I think you're you're real safe. You mm-hmm. know, you get above sixty, I think you're good. If you go below fifty, I'm not saying you won't succeed, but what I am saying is that you're more um, likely to get some headaches that you might not want. If it's you, a more turbulent ride, is what I like to say. There you go. I'm gonna use that. It's more it turbulent. is a more turbulent ride below yeah. fifty thousand dollars. I mean, there, there's just some things that you have to deal with and put up with that you you don't when you go above you know, 50, yeah. 60 the, the, from the management side. That's where I, I focus a lot of my conversation. Like you're trying to sell. I'm trying to think we got to help this investor succeed long-term. Yeah. I'm like, man, I said, you know, I tell them I, I get in this conversation almost every day where I say, we'll help you buy anything you want where we have that capability. We have the yeah. capability to manage wherever you want with, within, but hear me, but hear what we're saying. Like yeah. it going to be late pay. It's going to be evictions. There's going to be extra maintenance. There's going to be wear and tear that you're going to wonder why they're tearing up your place. I mean, there's going to be some questions that we can't always just answer with just, you know, an easy um, solution or response that mm-hmm. uh, on the management side, it is what it is somewhat, somewhat. So some heed that warning and some don't. That's true. Yeah. Jackson, Tennessee is a second market for us. We introduced it December. Uh, in December. Uh, yeah. I am super, super excited about Jackson. Yeah. Um, we've got, we're up to 500 homes we're managing there, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so Jackson and the surrounding areas. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that you're going to begin, investors that are listening, you're going to begin to hear us talk more about. Um, we own, uh, company owns, you guys own some property up there. Uh, we manage a ton, so I'm I'm getting ready to introduce to a lot of my investors the potential that Jackson has. Um, there's some small colleges there. Um, there's some growth in that city that you know is is maybe a little bit different than in than in some other areas. So I'm super excited about Jackson. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I mean we were there. We I'm, I might go there at least once a week, if not twice. And uh, you know it's just been fun to meet some new people, uh, different perspectives. Still has that. Uh, it's funny, you know, we think that, you know, everybody's investing in Memphis. Well, they're, you know, under the, the, the company we're with now in, in Jackson, 80% of the people that own there are from out of state. Yeah. So it somehow they us. figured out, mm-hmm. you know, on their own to invest in a, a, you know, a city outside of Memphis and do well with it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the big thing we've found is just, you know, trust and relationships, you know, it's a little smaller town. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, you know we're still learning the pockets to be in and not be in just like we've spent all these years learning in Memphis, but yeah. it's been, it's been good. I mean, <clears throat> we drove through union university the other day and yeah, lots of growth and you around union. Yeah. A lot of growth and it was a beautiful campus. I mean, and, and just, there's a ton of uh, restaurants and new construction and mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on up there. So we're super excited. 
Um, thanks for coming on, Dan. Yeah, Wendy was really into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back into it. We'll be back next week with you guys. Um, if you missed the investments of the week, go to CrestCoreRealty.com. Uh, you can find everything there. Thank you to Wendy Greenlaw with Chandler Reports for coming on today. Always really good information. Dan, thank you for yeah, coming on you. today. Uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Uh, join us on the Memphis Real Estate Hour for the repeat. I'm going to post it here in just a minute. Uh, you're listening to the Memphis Real Estate Hour on AM 990 Memphis. In the